Welcome to the Nino's Corner Podcast. This is beautiful. What is that, Velvet? Hosted by Nick, Nino's Corner Battle. Damn right. What up, Peach Nick Battle, a.k.a. Nino's Corner, man? We are past the Tom Brady sweepstakes. Well, first off, guys, episode 32. Nino's Corner Podcast. Where are my manners, guys? Episode 32, Nino's Corner Podcast. First off, if you like what you listen to every day, guys, go hit that like and subscribe button on every streaming uh, platform that's out there. Give me a five-star review. Give me a comment. Keep the uh, content going. But let's get back into yesterday's discussion on episode 31. We talked about the Tom Brady sweepstakes, and Tom Brady is now a buccaneer. And now all the dominoes are going to fall everywhere. Just got word, guys, that the Bears traded for Nick Foles. Nick Foles. The, the, the Jags agreed to trade Nick Foles to Chicago for a fourth-round pick. Uh, yeah, a fourth-round pick uh, one year after they signed this guy for an $88 million contract. Listen to this for a minute, guys. So the quarterback carousel now. Nick Foles is in Chicago battling it out with Mitch Trubisky for the number one spot. The Saints have re-signed uh, Drew Brees to a contract, so he is staying in uh, my home state of Louisiana. He's going back to New Orleans. He's staying with the Saints. All right. Teddy Bridgewater, who was his backup, has now signed a three-year, 60-some-odd million-dollar deal with Carolina Panthers, right? So now Cam Newton is basically forced out of Carolina. Where did they trade Cam Newton, all right? Tom Brady is with the Bucks now. So where does Jameis Winston go? Uh, Phillip Rivers is not with the Chargers anymore. He is with Indianapolis. Man, we have a quarterback carousel right now. Where the hell is everybody going to go, guys? The three big names out there right now that are guys that um, are, are going to probably start for somebody next year who are big name guys. You got Cam Newton. Um, you got Jameis Winston. Uh, only two. Cam Newton and Jameis Winston. Wow. So really, Cam Newton. Cam Newton is is the guy who is – going to be an interesting take to see where he goes this next coming season the Chargers are open uh the Patriots are open these teams got to trade for him though because it looks like Carolina still has him under contract uh so what does each team do do the Patriots stick with Jared Stidham after Brady bolted to go to Tampa Bay I think and I don't think Stidham's ready it's his second year um do well i was thinking the bears would probably take a a sniff at somebody um, who has some proven experience but they took nick Foles. not saying nothing's wrong with nick Foles, but we've seen what he has done in a full capacity as a starter in uh, jacksonville in the season after carson Wentz got hurt with the eagles that team just wasn't that good it's like they caught magic in the bottle when Carson Wentz got hurt there's no film out on nick Foles in that offense at that time they ended up winning their super bowl he had uh, one of the greatest quarterback games you can ever have in a Super Bowl, and he gets paid off of that. Um, the not the year after, but the year after that by the Jags, 
who just continuously pays quarterbacks for no reason, you know, let's, you know, revisit the Blake Bortles contract that they signed. And after signing Blake Bortles to a huge contract, they bring in Nick Foles. But now Chicago seems like they're going to take that, um, that banner from them and say, Hey, uh, Jackson, but hold my beer. Let me show you how to do this. Uh, they draft, uh, Mr. Trubisky with the second pick of the draft that year, if I'm not mistaken, traded a bunch of picks to get him. He's going to be your franchise guy, and they're already bringing in an $88 million quarterback to compete with him. Wow. All right, enough of those guys. Where's Cam Newton go, guys? Where does Cam Newton go? Who trades for Cam Newton? Man. Oh, Andy Dalton's still out there. I know he's not a, a big, sexy name, but I could see a guy like Andy Dalton going to – um, the Patriots, a guy who's not turnover prone, um, a guy who's kind of steady at the hand, a guy who's not going to force anything. He's not going to uh, win you a bunch of games with his arm, but I think he'll be a great system fit for a team like the Patriots where you just take care of the ball. I'm not asking you to do a lot, let the defense do their thing, and he can hold tight until they find out uh, which quarterback that they're going to have for the future of their team, whether it's Jared Stidham if he works out after this year and becomes – um, uh, uh, a proven commodity, or if they go in the draft and get somebody, you know, Bill Belichick never ever moves up in the draft to go draft uh, a player that they want. They usually move to the back of the draft, or or they're always drafting at the back of the draft because the teams are so good. But could they move up to try to go get a player like Tua or uh, the kid from um, Oregon, who's a oh man? He's like, uh, what's his name? Justin Herbert, he is he reminds me every bit of Sunshine from Clemson. If you know who Sunshine from Clemson is, that's Trevor Lawrence. Uh, but he said like at a lesser quality. Not that's not a bad thing to say because Trevor Lawrence might be the best uh, pro prospect we've had come out um since Peyton Manning or 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 since John Elway. Um so yeah, the kid from uh, Oregon, uh he's he's really good. He's he's really good. Will he last that long? Will will Belichick trade up to go get him? Uh, time will tell. We'll see what the Patriots are going to do. This is the first time we've ever seen the Patriots without some kind of stability at the quarterback position since Belichick has been there. You know, he had the the Drew Bledsoe. Um, after Drew Bledsoe, then you know he gets a little bit banged up, and and Tom Brady comes in and does this thing and never looks back. So, wow, quarterback carousel is going on. This is this is going to be interesting. Let's go back to the to the Teddy Bridgewater signing though. Uh, Carolina put a you know. It's not a bad deal for Carolina. 20 mil a season for a guy in Teddy Bridgewater, who was a proven guy, um, played uh, with the Vikings, did very well before he uh, he got hurt, and then uh, backed up Breeze as the backup quarterback for the Saints. And he won five or six games in a row while Breeze was hurt. But if you go back and look at those games, they weren't winning those games because of Bridgewater. Uh, no disrespect to Bridgewater. They weren't winning those games because of Bridgewater. Uh they were they were winning those games because of a team effort. Um, so no knock on Bridgewater. I like the kid. Uh, he's a hell of a ball player. Love him coming out of Louisville. Love him with the Vikings. Um, but they weren't winning those games because of Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, it is, it is what it is. Um, the offensive production there was a a pretty steep drop off uh, when when Breeze was in the game and when Bridgewater came to start. Looks like the Saints are probably prepping up um, Taysom Hill to be their next starting quarterback at the Drew Brees is over in the next two years. But, yeah, but I, I am very intrigued with that team. Um, Bridgewater is coming off the injury from three or four years ago. Um, 
his arm strength has has proven to still be there, but he has really no real weapons over there in Carolina uh, on the wide receiver front. We all know he has Christian McCaffrey, who's the probably an MVP candidate here for the next three or four years. Um, but Christian McCaffrey can't do it all. You need an offensive line. They're lacking there. Um, the wide receivers, they got the Moore kid from Maryland who's really, really good. Um, I was to say really, really – he's a good player, a good, solid wide receiver. Um, but who else do they have on that team when it comes to playmakers at the wide receiver position and at the tight end position, if I'm not mistaken, Greg Olson, is he still there? If he's not, I mean, he's still – he's an older player now. So they got to get younger on those skill positions. Um, but Teddy's a good fit for them. I mean, he – he fits the mold. I mean, he's he's twenty mil a year, which is, uh, you know, it's about the average pay for a starting quarterback in the league now. Um, so you know, in saying all that, uh, I think it's a win-win for both sides. Um, when it comes to Teddy Bridgewater and the Carolina Panthers, um, we've already been through the the whole trade talk, guys. With oh man, let's swap to the wide receiver position now. We've been through the trade talk with. With, with Nuke uh, going over to Arizona, I don't know what Bill O'Brien was thinking. I'm not even going to talk about that anymore. Um, but, yeah, but when it comes to the quarterback position, guys, this is uh, uh, a quarterback carousel like nobody's ever seen. I mean, golly, this is going to be very interesting. And let's be honest, Jameis Winston, as much – he threw, what, 30 picks last year and 33 – well, I'm sorry, 33 touchdowns, 30 picks last year. Hey, guys, Jameis can play, though. Uh, Jameis is not afraid – to throw the ball. That's his problem. Um, he's never made a pass that he didn't like. Uh, sometimes, you know, if Jameis, let's say 15 passes that year that went for interceptions, he just tucked the ball and threw it out of bounds and, 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 and didn't try to make a play. You're looking at a guy with 33 touchdowns, 15 interceptions, and you're having a whole other conversation about this guy and about what kind of starter he's going to be. Um, that has to get taught out of him. He's a gunslinger, guys. He is. He's a gunslinger. Other guys have been gunslingers like this before. If I'm not mistaken, Brett Favre has done the same thing in multiple seasons where he's thrown, he's led the league in interceptions, but also had very high touchdown rates um, and passed for some God, God uh, uh, mind-boggling numbers when it comes to passing stats, but he had a bunch of interceptions because he's a gunslinger. Jameis is kind of that same ilk. He's, he's a gunslinger that doesn't care <laughs> where he throws the ball. It's very interesting to watch, guys. He's going to either throw a touchdown or he's going to throw a pick six, but it's 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 very interesting. Um, but Jameis is another guy who I am very intrigued to see where he goes. Um, does he go to the Chargers, where they have a uh, they got Melvin Gordon there? They got Mike Williams there, who is a stud. They um they also got uh, Keenan Allen there. I mean, they got some wide receivers. He would essentially, when it comes to falling into skill positions, he'd be falling to the same position he was at at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay had two studs at wide receiver. Mike Williams is a stud. Like I said, uh, Keenan Allen is a stud. But I think his running back position out there in um, Los Angeles Chargers, it's hard for me to say Los Angeles Chargers, guys. I'm so used to San Diego. But his running back position there, I think, uh, super exceeds what he had over in Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay had Ronald Jones and Peyton Barber, if I'm not mistaken, as the running backs. Uh, Melvin Gordon, best both of those guys on his worst day. Uh, so the running game is there. The skill positions are there. And they got their tight end is a beast. Um, I, I forgot the kid's name, but he's definitely a beast. Um, but, um, yeah, what do they do, guys? What do they do when it comes to these quarterbacks? 
Now, at the other positions, guys, you guys know I'm a Cowboy fan. I am a Cowboy fan. So I must admit, I'm a Cowboy fan, and I went to the University of Texas. So I hook them all day long, and I uh, bleed blue and cry silver for the Cowboys. And I did a lot of crying over the past years because we haven't been the greatest of teams. But anyways, we signed Jerry McCoy. And anybody who knows Jerry McCoy, if you're a Big 12 guy, you know Jerry McCoy because he played at Oklahoma. Um Actually came after uh, a guy that you know I went to high school with Tommy Harris who ended up playing at Oklahoma also should have went to UT Tommy but um yeah you got you got Jared McCoy who is a first round draft pick years ago in two thousand and nine ten ish somewhere around there but the guy can play he can ball he can he can ball his butt off uh, you know actually maybe two thousand eight anyways Jared McCoy used to be a first round draft pick. Um, a good player, had a great career in Tampa, went up to Carolina last year, had a little bit of slip off, but that team was just not that good of a team last year. And so now he's with the Dallas Cowboys. I think he can kind of recapture some of his, his, his youthfulness when it comes to, uh, you know, playing with the, uh, Cowboys. And I think he's going to fit in really good there. I think he's going to be a, a amazing guy to get after the quarterback, uh, you pair him with the other guys they got with um, Malik on the on the line and uh, Crawford and uh, D Law and you got all those guys, and then you have the linebackers in Jalen Smith and uh, Vanderlesh and and your defensive backfield has to definitely get shored up now. Um, you know, centralized Byron Jones, but I think he's replaceable. But you got some some pretty young talented defensive backs. I think the Cowboys that that you know like that was a good pick by the Cowboys. Uh, but that's it for when it comes to the NFL talk, guys. Um, let's uh, take a small break and let's listen to our sponsors and we'll come back to you on the other side. And we're back. Um, I want to talk about the NBA season, guys. I know it is suspended indefinitely, you know, for now. But, uh, man, where does the season go? I mean, after the coronavirus pandemic, um, once it kind of runs its course and let's see they let's see if they find a vaccine and people are able to get vaccinated and be cleared of 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 the actual virus where does the season go i mean you had teams that were on a roll you had teams that were not on the roll uh let's say if the season picks up in june or july when does the final start i mean when does the playoff start how do you measure who gets in the playoffs um Man, you know who this helps a lot? Let's say if, if the season starts in June, you know who this helps a lot? It helps both those teams in California because LeBron is getting rest. Kate, uh, uh, Anthony Davis is getting rest. Uh, Kawhi Leonard is getting rest for the you know for the Clippers. Paul George is getting rest. Those guys have been injury prone throughout their career. So has Anthony Davis for the Lakers. But LeBron's just an older player than all those guys. But to have those four guys get rest, you're looking at teams that potentially – are going to be the, the two teams that are going to be facing each other in the in the Western Conference Finals to represent the West in the NBA Finals. Um, the Eastern Conference is wide open. I think this is going to favor a team like Boston, who is more um, battle-tested than a team like uh, the Bucs. Um, since Boston is, is more battle-tested, I think they have more talent all around. I think uh, Giannis is the um, – it's probably the – not probably. He is the best player in the East and a top two or three player in the league right now. Uh, but Boston as a conglomerate of talent with Tatum and with uh, Brown and with Marcus Smart. And I mean, they just have 
some gritty guys that know how to play. Um, and they have guys who have been there before. Uh, Gordon Hayward. Then you got Kemba. You got to look at Kemba as one hell of a, a team player. And I think he fits that team a lot better than what Kyrie did last year. Um, that team's going to be sneaky good. But if I had my pick, I think it's going to be Boston coming out the East. And I think it's going to be the Lakers or the Clippers coming out of the West. And if I had to pick one, I'd probably pick the Lakers uh, because I think that it's who do I trust more? I think LeBron and uh, Kawhi Leonard are going to neutralize each other. And um, I think the Lakers have defensive players that, you know, like, so the Clippers have, you know, Pat Beverly, who's a hell of a defensive player. I think the Lakers have some underrated defensive players also. Avery Bradley is a monster of a defensive player. Does not get the credit that he deserves. Danny Green is one great defensive player. He's a DN3 guy. Uh, Caldwell Pope is another defensive guy. But you got a, you got Bradley, you got Lou Williams who can score. He's not really good in the defensive side for the Clippers, but he can score. But then you got um you got Mo over there. Uh 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 Mo Harrell. Is it Harrell? I, I never I never can uh, you know you know this pitcher's name, but um, uh, yeah, he is good. And then Morris, Morris came over there from a trade. He is really good himself. So it's going to be very interesting, guys, to see how this is going to play out. But if I had to put my money on it, I'm going to put my money on AD and LeBron, two top five players in the league, um, maybe two top three or four players in the league. To be honest with you, versus two top ten player or two top fifteen players. I think Kawhi is a top three player in the league. I think uh, Paul George is a top 15 player in the league. And I think everything else is going to neutralize each other when it comes into the playoffs. The game slows down. So uh, it's going to be a time where Kawhi and LeBron are going to go off. But who is that next guy that's going to step up? And I think AD is the guy who's going to step up more. I don't think the Clippers have a person who can hang with AD. But enough talk about basketball. That's just wishful thinking right now. we got months before that's going to happen. Um, but – and saying that, guys, let's uh, – oh, and back to basketball. Just got news in that the the Oklahoma City Thunder, none of their players tested positive for the coronavirus, so good on that. The Lakers are testing now. So let's let's pray that nobody else gets affected and that, you know, uh, hopefully nobody gets affected. But if some are, let's just hope that these numbers are very limited. You know, um, these guys touch a lot of – people's lives um, through autographs. They touch a lot of people's lives through commercials, everything. But the autographs, I mean, these guys are travelers. They travel a bunch of places. So um, they have the opportunity to spread this virus more. So if they had it prior to a screening for the stuff and traveling state to state, then you're looking at a case where this could, uh, you know, be spread um, more rapidly than we think. But guys, we talked about um, on the first part of the segment, we talked about the NFL free agency and the quarterback carousel. Um, went to a brief, uh, you know, commercial break. And uh, then we talked about, you know, just a little bit about the NBA. But um, one more thing I want to talk about. I know I'm kind of rambling today, but it's like a, you know, uh, what's it, Wednesday today? And so it's just like everything Wednesday. But when it comes to the NFL draft, the coronavirus is 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 actually um, it's, it's going to impact a lot of these kids in college. No pro days. The guys who didn't have um, uh, a shot at the NBA, I'm sorry, at the NFL Combine. Uh, you know, so no scouts there. The practices or the um, the one on one practices that the teams have for certain players that they want to bring in just to test and see how they're going to run routes and things of that nature. How they backpedal if you're a defensive back. 
you know, just the workouts that the teams have for these kids that are going to get drafted. Um, those are all canceled. So a lot of this stuff now is phone interviews, guys, and FaceTime. Just like we're going through podcasts, the same thing that these guys are doing. They're, they're going through phone interviews and FaceTime. They, and the teams have to really rely on the tape. Maybe this is going to make the drafting a little bit more honest. These teams are going to have to put the tape on and not look at the underwear Olympics, basically, is which is what the uh, combine is. Put the tape on and see what these guys said on tape. Um, so maybe that's going to force the teams to be a little bit more honest in their assessments and say, hey, you know, hey, I know this guy ran a 4-4 or, say, a 4-2-9 in the combine, but when he played, he, ran, he, he played like he runs a 4-5 or 4-6. So how do you how do you run with your pads on? Or this guy ran a 4-4 on the, at the combine, but he, but he ran like a 4-4 with pads on, so there, there's no difference. So how do these players um, look on tape? Did they just train really well to look good for the combine? And if they did, then that's a foul on them because that shows you that that's a player who's only getting ready for his interview, and when he gets the job, he's not going to do the same thing. Or, um, you know, so some guys just like a freaking nature. But anyways, guys, uh, I'm going to head off the phone, man. I appreciate you guys for listening. If you like what you're listening to, like, subscribe, um, and hit that like button on, on every streaming platform. And like I end all my podcasts, guys, I want to let you guys know, um, do you, the D, don't be afraid to fail. Oh, I grow your environment. You understand your brilliance. And on that note, Nino's Corner is out. <laughs>